Throughout the Thursdays of Lent, the homilies will be focused on the 11th chapter of John. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who appointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death, rather it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. The word of the Lord. Open our hearts and open our minds, O God, that we might encounter your word as it can be brought to us only by your spirit. We ask it in the name of our Savior Jesus Christ, amen. We don't tend to think of Jesus as being the kind of person who had friends. We know he had the disciples. There were the people who came to him for healing and to listen to his teaching. He had the crowds for a while. But we tend to assume that Jesus was too busy being the Messiah for things like friends. But according to the Gospel of John, Jesus does indeed have close friends. Among them is Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus. We know that Jesus stayed in their home when he was in Bethany. We know that he had dinners with him. And the fifth verse of our text today says that Jesus loved this family. But Mary and Martha and Lazarus were not Jesus' only friends. In the 15th chapter of John's Gospel, Jesus is recorded as saying to his disciples, I no longer call you servants, for you are now my friends. That's referring to anybody who is a follower of Jesus. It's referring to you. You, too, can sing the old gospel hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. But what exactly does that mean? Does it mean that you will get special treatment from Jesus because, after all, you're friends? <laughs> does it mean that if you get in trouble, that Jesus will hurry to help you because that's what friends do? Well, not according to this text. One day while Jesus was away from Bethany, his close friend, Lazarus, became very sick. And so the sisters sent a message to him saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. And the next were told, accordingly, Though Jesus loved Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus, when he heard Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. 
Now, that's not what we would expect. We would expect the text to say, since Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus, he hurried back to heal Lazarus. Jesus never hurries. Nowhere in the Gospels do we ever find him running. He doesn't even jog. He's, he's, he has no ability to hustle. This, this drives me nuts. I am hustling for Jesus all the time. I think surely he can keep up with me. But Jesus will not be dragged around by our agendas. It's because he wants to be your friend. He loves you too much to be a means to an end. So Jesus tarries, and Lazarus dies. Can you imagine what must have been going on in the hearts and minds of Mary and Martha? They thought he has healed so many people he didn't even know. Surely he will hurry back to Lazarus' bedside to heal this one that he loves. But he did not rush back, and Lazarus died. And can you imagine the grief of these sisters? Yes, of course you can imagine this. Sooner or later, we've all been where they are, and you'll be there again. Life becomes overwhelming. You've done all that you can do. Now you need the miracles that only a savior can bring. So you pray. You pray for a relationship that is absolutely unraveling. You pray about dreams that are about to crush against the rocks. Or someone that you just cherish is so sick. And so you pray, Lord, he, she whom you love is ill. But in spite of the fervency of these prayers, what you were most afraid of happening happens. Jesus is not some sort of Superman who comes in the nick of time. Jesus is the Savior who often comes after the nick of time has come and gone. Nowhere in the biblical text are we given any indication that he has an agenda to help rescue our plans. No, Jesus' agenda is not to rescue your life, it's to give you a new life. Maybe you would say, I'm not really interested in a new life. I've worked hard for this one. I have made sacrifices. I've studied hard. I've committed myself to a really great mission. What I need from Jesus is just an occasional boost up the ladder. But if you want Jesus to come to you, you're not actually asking for a little help. Again, whether you know it or not, you're asking for a new life. So Jesus tarries. 
He waits while we keep charging down one cul-de-sac after another on the crusade du jour. He waits, he waits, until eventually our expectations of him have died. And then we are ready for the new life. Lent is a season in which we focus down on what it actually means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, even to the point of picking up our own crosses to follow him. Lent is serious business. Some think of it as the unattractive cousin to Advent. It's, 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 not a, it's not a happy season. You're not going to get any happy Lent cards. There'll be no presents this Lent. There'll be no Lenten parties. When it comes to this season, we found one that is pretty much free of commercialization. When it comes to Lent, society has said to the church, you can have it. So let us take it. It's all a means of preparation for the high drama that we will find in Holy Week. I find the most intriguing day of Holy Week to be not Monday, Thursday, or Good Friday, or even Easter, as holy as all of them are. I think the most intriguing day is plain old Saturday. when we are stuck between Good Friday and Easter, when we are stuck between the death and the new life, stuck between the hope that is gone and the Easter that is unimaginable. That's where much of life is lived in plain old Saturday. And that's where we respond to one of the most important questions of the soul. And that is, do you still want a friend like Jesus who loves you too much to give you what you want? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.